Wise Guys Burgers and Thighs. We sell both burgers and fried chicken for some reason. Uh, can I take your order? Oh uh, yeah. Can I get a large Dr. Pepper? No. Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smokin' Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Miranda, Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Pork, Sheila, D.A. Williams, and Orson Wells. And featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. Toddcasters, we are back and welcome to the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. I'm Hot Toddy. It's it's weird. This is the first time I'm talking to you in this capacity this season, in season nine, because as we all know, the first three episodes uh, were based solely around the evil Hot Toddcast. Technically, you could say this is the first episode of season nine, whereas those episodes uh, were evil, evil Hot Toddcast episodes. However you want to look at it, regardless, uh, we got the show back and we finally put an end to the diabolical reign of Evil Hot Toddy and his cohorts. And the Smoking Hot Toddcast is back and bigger than better than ever with season nine. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, it was it was a pretty touch and go there for a little while during those three episodes. We were in a wormhole, then we got out, then we had to face off against Evil Hot Toddy, put them in the wormhole. It was a, it was a whole thing. But now we're back and we're ready to go. And I thought, what better way to kick off the normal episodes of the Toddcast than to talk about where the Toddcast takes place? Probably, I know I have a lot of listeners here in Knoxville, but I know I have a lot of uh, listeners elsewhere out there. And so, for those of you who don't know, I and all the Toddcast team members, everybody, we are based in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's where Toddcast is, all of Super Fuzz, Smells Like 90s Rock, everything is based here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And Knoxville very rarely ever makes big news. You rarely hear anything about Knoxville. You know, every so often something happens and you do. Every so often, Often has happened more times than usual this year, and uh, and mainly just here recently. And I I wanted to talk about some of the things going on, some of the good things, and some of the not so great things. And that's why this episode is called "The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly of Knoxville." Now. It's not exactly going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's actually four things I'm going to talk about, not three. Uh, but I couldn't. There is no fourth word in the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that just sounded like a better title. Actually, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about four things that Knoxville has been uh, known for here recently, uh, and they're actually it, it actually ranges in good, funny, interesting, and bad. Bad slash ugly. That's right. There's four pieces of news that Mount Knoxville has made here recently. Some good news, some funny news, some interesting news, and some bad news. And uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna touch on all four of those. Uh, but again, the good, the bad, the ugly of Knoxville sounded better, so that's why it is the way it is. But once again, we're gonna talk about the good, the funny, the interesting, and the bad about Knoxville. And uh, there's there's some things. Let me tell you. So let's talk about home sweet home to me. Knoxville, Tennessee, on an all-new episode of The Smoking Hot Toddcast. You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, The Smoking Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. 
May God have mercy on your soul. So as I stated at the beginning of the show, of course, there's a lot of news about Knoxville going on right now. There, it runs the gamut uh, of different kinds of news. Uh, we'll start with the good news. Uh, there's some really good sports news going on right now. Uh, if you recall, in seasons past, I used to do something called the Vols Update, where I tell you how the Tennessee Vols are doing up to that point, whether they're losing or winning, you know, whatever the case. Uh, I stopped doing it because it was kind of a time-consuming thing, and it kind of just grind the show to a halt when it was going on a steady beat and you know and also for the fact you know that this show goes out to people everywhere and who you know is somebody in minnesota gonna care about the tennessee vols uh the second reason was because there was only so many ways that i could say we lost (laughs) i'm sorry no disrespect to the vols but i mean it's been a rough few years and i think anybody who follows the vols would would agree with me on that um but things are really interesting right now and so i wanted to include this in this week's episode because um we we've had some major occurrences happen lately um for the first time since 2016 uh the balls are 4 and 0 and it's not a fluke see in 2016 when it happened it felt like sort of a fluke because we'd had our coach Butch Jones for 3 years at that point and we had a losing season and then like up and down seasons and so it just seems sort of like a fluke when we when we went 4 and 0 that year and then we ended up kind of just trailing off that year and then the years and then the next year he ended up getting fired because uh, we just kept going downhill and then we've had a rocky seasons ever since uh, but we got a new head coach last year Josh Heupel is his name and he is a really 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 good coach now I I'm sure we've all said that about all the head coaches we've had since Philip Fulmer. We all thought Elaine Kiffin was going to be great. Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, uh, that guy between J- Butch Jones and Josh Heupel, I can't remember his name. Pru- Pruitt, Jeremy Pruitt. We all thought they were going to be great, especially Jeremy Pruitt. We thought they were going to be amazing coaches. Subpar. And I think the reason why is because at the end of the day, they either A, didn't know how to coach, or B, didn't try hard enough. Josh Heupel seems like a guy that is super not just super well adverse in football but just seems like a well-educated guy seems like a well-rounded guy you know seems like he knows what he's doing and he took this team that just seemed on the verge of destruction really and molded them in the last year last couple years into a team that could really do something that could really, really do something. And 2021 was a pretty good season, and uh, even the games we lost, we came close, and we, we showed some massive improvement. And here we are now in 2022, 4-0. 4-0 for the first time since 2016. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. I can't think of a more beautiful thing, and I'm not even talking about corn. I mean, that's how exciting it is. Um, in addition to being 4-0... Last week, this past Saturday, we beat Florida. Now, as you all probably know, if you follow Tennessee sports or or SEC sports as a whole, uh, you will know that there is a huge rivalry between Tennessee and Florida. And we have lost to Florida for almost every single year since 2004. We have lost to Florida every single year since 2004, with the exception of 2016 that fluke year so this is the first time since 2016 that we have beat florida 
which means it is only the second time in 18 years that we have beat them. And that's astounding. I mean, that just that boggles the mind. So we we are 4 and 0 for the first time since 2016, beat Florida for the first time since 2016, only the second time in 18 years, and we are in the top 10 in the AP polls right now for the first time in God knows how long. We are in the top 10. That is incredible. Now, again, I, I, I well, not again, but I'm just now mentioning this. I, I am a little worried about talking about this because this could be a fluke, just like the Butch Jones year. We could lose every single game after this. Who knows? Uh, we've only played one SEC team, and that was Florida in these four games that we've played. Uh, we, we also played Pitt. We played Pittsburgh, and uh, they, they were better than us. They're actually a really good team, and we beat them. And so that was a big deal. And even though we did beat them in overtime, that was still a big deal. And then, of course, we, we beat Florida. So, you know, 4-0 and beating Florida, it's a good feeling. But see, there's, there's, there's something different going on here. And I, and I think what that is is Josh Heupel because every other year has just paled in comparison to these last two seasons. Again, when, when we had that 4-0 and record with Butch Jones, in 2016, it did feel very much like a fluke. It's just like, wow, out of nowhere, here we are. But we we saw this team build. This team has been building since Josh Heupel has been our coach. And so it's gotten better and better. And here we are, 4-0. Now, will we have a perfect season? Hell no. <laughs> are we going to lose some games? Absolutely. But I see us having a... And again, this may be premature. I, I hope it's not. I hope this is the real deal and we're going to have a really great season coming up. But I see us having a pretty stellar uh, winning record for this season. So, I mean, you know, nine and three would be great. You know, something like that. Like, I, you know, I'm just I'm just throwing I'm just spitballing, th- throwing anything out there. Uh, but I, I think that we're on the road to something something really big so tennessee tennessee vols here in knoxville are making headlines because they have they're making some massive history this year and uh it's pretty exciting ap top 10 for the first time and i don't even know how long beat florida for the first time since 2016 and only the second time since 2004 and the first time with a 4-0 record since 2016 i mean that that's some big news there so Knoxville's getting a pretty big bump thanks to the Vols, and uh, like I said, I, I I see great things coming out of this, but only time will tell. Uh, we're, we have a bye week this week. October 1st is coming up two days from now, uh, so we have bye week this week, and then we'll be back next week with our next game. Is it LSU? It is. It is. It's LSU, and we're in uh, Louisiana for that one, so we'll see what happens. Who knows, but uh, overall, so far, good season. Go Vols. Hot Toddy. Hot Toddy. Hot Toddy. You're tuned into the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. Well, over the last couple of months, uh, something magical has been happening, and this is the first opportunity uh, we've gotten to talk about it, and that, of course, is the fact that Alex Jones is finally getting what he deserves. Uh, If you're not familiar with Alex Jones, he is a far-right conspiracy theorist commentator who just creates 
impossible, stupid scenarios and says that they're real. Like, they're putting chemicals in the water to make us gay. Stuff like that. Uh, But his biggest claim to fame is after the Sandy Hook massacre in 2012, uh, for years, he would go on to his show and say that it never happened, that it was a hoax. And he and his little group of followers would just torment these poor families that lost children in this terrible massacre. And, uh, you know, he just got away with it scot-free and thought he was, you know, he could do whatever he wants. Well, then finally, defamation suits have been filed against him, and he now owes almost $50 million in damages to these people, and the lawsuits continue. He's still in court. Uh, All this got started in August, and he's still going to court appearances as of this recording. And it couldn't have happened to a better person. I'm just saying. Alex Jones is the the literal worst. Uh, what makes it even funnier is he likes to claim that he's bankrupt. Oh, he has no money. He's he's fallen apart. He doesn't have any money to pay these poor people uh, because he himself is bankrupt. Bullshit. He is not bankrupt. The man is making millions. Uh, so it's laughable that he would make this claim. Uh, but I got to thinking about it. And it made me think, you know, what if what if he had to dish out all this money and then he really was bankrupt and he didn't have enough money to continue his little charades online on his stupid Infowar website? What would he have to do? Well, just like any red-blooded American, he'd have to go to the unemployment office. God help whoever had to deal with him at the unemployment office. Hello, Mr. Jones. Welcome to the unemployment office. Please have a seat. Thank you. Now today, I'll be asking you some general questions about the situation at hand and about your qualifications. What are you familiar with? What you can do and handle? This way, we can find what you're best suited for. Okay? Sounds good. All right, Mr. Jones. Why did you lose your previous job? Well, I I tried to warn people about the evil lizard people rising up and taking over the world, eventually consuming us all so that we'll all become gay gun-hating zombies! Uh Uh-huh. Well, um, what are some of your qualifications? What are some things you do best? Informing the world about how much I hate chemicalized water turning the freaking frogs gay! Also, warning people about nerds! Nerds are one of the most dangerous groups in this country because they weren't the jocks in high school, so they play little dirty games on everybody. They use their brains to hurt people! Uh Uh-huh. Well, what have been some of your past jobs? I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human. I'm coming. I'm sorry? I'm a chimpanzee in a tree jumping up and down, warning other chimpanzees when I see a big cat coming through the woods. I'm sitting in a tree going, Mr. Jones, are you able to do anything? Yes. I know how to sell. Are you tired of being a loser? Are you ready to be the manliest man known to man? Well, if not, get ready. Because it's time for you to buy Caveman Tree Paleo Formula. Caveman Tree Paleo Formula is the next generation of advanced paleo nutrition. It's made with bee pollen, stevia, cartilage, bone broth, paleo ingredients, and chicken skeletons. It's one of the most popular health trends in the world today, and I love it. It tastes so good. Even better than Ovaltine. I'm gonna have some now. It's so good! Oh god! Damn, that will make you feel like a man! Okay, then, um, Mr. Jones, 
I think... The reason there are so many gay people now is because it's a chemical warfare operation. I have the government documents where they said they're going to encourage homosexuality with chemicals so people don't have children. I see. Well... When I think about all the children Hillary Clinton has personally murdered and chopped up and raped, I have zero fear standing up against her. Wow, I really don't want to be here anymore. Oh, yeah! We know we're under attack! We know it! We're breaking the conditioning! Yeah! We're coming for you, globalists! Coming for you! Coming for you! We know what you're doing! I'm sorry, I just get fired up when I think about what they're doing to us and how I want to resist them! Well, it's been fun. I think I'm going to go home now and take a shower. I'll see you never. All right, but if you feel sleepy afterward, I don't want to catch you in bed with a goblin. I don't want to see you kissing goblins, having political succubus with goblins, or ingratiating goblins. Security! Orson Welles, smoking Hot Toddcast promos. Take one. Okay, Mr. Wells, uh, just do your spiel, your usual thing there, and say, Hello, this is Orson Wells, and you're listening to the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Ah, the French champagne. No, 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 hold it. All right, Mr. Wells, just say, This is Orson Wells, and you're listening to the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Okay, go again. Yes. Oh, yes. They're even better raw. Cut! All right, uh, do it again. All right, and action. Look, I don't need to do this. I've got a fish stick commercial in an hour. Oh, what the hell? I need the money. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Penis. Cut! The Smokin' Hot... Hello, I'm Orson Welles. Ah! Well, we gave you the good news. Now on to the funny news. Uh, this is very funny. The following is a real phone call that was placed to the Knox County Sheriff's Department here in uh, Knox County, Tennessee. Knoxville, of course. Uh, this audio has been making the rounds on TikTok... It's also been showing up on YouTube and just all over the internet. It's it's been making the full-on rounds. It's absolutely hilarious, and uh, it this audio does not speak of Knoxville of Knoxville, but it does speak of Knox County. Listen, we love Knox. We love Knox County, but I mean this this paints a pretty good picture of the county as a whole. So enjoy this. A real the following is a real call placed to the Knox County Sheriff's Department. Knox County Police Department. You was the one that come up here and brought my son in a squat car. I talking some mess about how he took his go-kart on the highway and didn't have no helmet on. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm about red-iced over it. Sir, I'm not familiar with the incident. I'm just a dispatcher. Some deputy looked like his balls ain't dropped. Said Ernie Michael didn't have no helmet. I said I told him to. I said, son, these people laid down their lives in this country so you wouldn't have to wear no helmet. Well, if he's on the interstate in a go-kart, we will pull him over. Good luck. He don't stop for no one, and his Honda run like a scalded dog. Best thing for you to do right now is get off his phone and sober up. This line's being recorded. I tell you what, you are lucky I've been drinking. A being sober loosens my tongue. Hey, I'm Emily Marsh from Mystery Science Theater 3000, and you're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. 
Hello and welcome to the first Ollie Report of the season. Hard to believe we're four episodes into the ninth season of the Smoking Hot Toddcast and we're just now getting back to the Ollie Report, but that's how things go. And it's great to be back on the Ollie Report. It's great to have the Ollie Report back now that we are officially done with Evil Hot Toddy and all of his cohorts. And now that we're back, it's time to get back on the beat. Earlier in the show, we did a little sketch based around Alex Jones in which we saw what might happen if he had to go to the unemployment office. Well, in reality, the situation with Alex Jones is extremely serious. He's in court right now to face the music due to all the libel things he said about Sandy Hook and the families that were involved. He's already had to dish out a hefty settlement of almost $50 million to the victims of Sandy Hook. And now the defamation hearings continue, and this man is not taking these things seriously at all, and he's just making it worse on himself and pretty much for everyone else. We had to get Ollie on the scene, so now live from Waterbury, Connecticut, is the one and only Ollie. Ollie, how are you? Hi, Tidy. I saw two male frogs having sex. Does that mean Alex Jones is right? Baskets! First thing you've said on the Ollie Report all season, and it's that. That's that's great. No, Ollie, it does not mean that he is correct. And how did you know that they were too... You know what? I don't want to know. Just... Have you been covering the trial of Alex Jones? I have. I've also been covering the story of that chess player and the thought that he may have been cheating. Do you really think he stuck anal beads up his butt or a butt plug? Would that hurt or would it feel really good? I don't know. I would definitely wash it afterwards because you don't want stuff on it after it comes out. Hashtag humans do have butt cheeks. And they spread them to put butt plugs in. Okay. God, man. What the hell? We've been on... I don't... What, what? What's happening? Like, I mean, look. Okay, I get it. Look, anybody who knows the Ollie Report, who's been listening to the Ollie Report for the last eight years, because remember, we started on Smells Like 90s Rock, then we moved over to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. If you've been listening to the Ollie Report, you're, you're familiar with the nonsense that comes out of his mouth. But what the hell is this? You're talking about butt plugs and gay frogs at the very beginning of the report! Usually we gotta wait a few minutes to get into this, but what's going on? There we go, just put one in. Oh, it does feel kind of good. <laughs> Alright, is it out? Yes, hi, Tidy. It's out now. Okay. God, I hate you. Talk about the trial. What about it? Oh, oh. Have you, well, obviously you can't speak to any of the jurors or anything like that, but have you spoken to other reporters? Have you spoken to people who have gotten uh, the vibe of what's going on in there? Of course, uh, Alex Jones is not taking this seriously. He referred to the proceedings as a show trial in a kangaroo court last week and called the judge, Barbara Bellis, a tyrant, posting an image of her with laser shooting out of her eyes on the InfoWars website. Have you spoken to anybody about this? Are they going to do anything to him, hold him in contempt for this, or is he allowed to get away with it? You know, Tidy, I don't even know how to play chess. But if it means butt play, I might get into it. I quit. After this report, I quit. This is... This is literally the worst thing that you have ever done. I... The, the worst things you've ever said. What's happened to you? I see sky and trees and buildings! I'm in front of a courthouse. It's really big. There's Lady Justice. She's holding that balance thing. I like worms. Jones continued to complain about the trial, saying basically it would be like a boxing match where one guy has his arm tied behind his back and a gag in his mouth. Ooh, gag in his mouth! I'd love to go for that, too. For God's sakes! He c- 
continued to say, so this is totally rigged. It's an absolute total fraud. He's continuing to talk about this case on his website, which I, I don't know. You know, it's weird. I am a journal. I was a journalism major, and I don't know the legalities behind this. But regardless, he's not supposed to be doing it, yet he's doing it. Have you spoken to anybody to see if he's going to get any kind of reprimand for doing this? Alex Jones seems like someone who would enjoy a butt plug. Why? What? Okay, I'm done. What are you talking about? Why are you talking about butt plugs? Why are you talking about any of this? Well, haven't you heard about that chess player who everybody accuses of cheating? By yes, yes, I've heard about it. That's not our story this week, Ollie. We're talking about the Alex Jones trial. For God's sakes, man. I know, I got it. I just find it really interesting. Good for you, freak boy. Now let's talk about this case! Now, another thing that Jones said was very worrisome. He said that if he could, he would tell the jury to research history and understand how dangerous it is when they'll pick one event of speech that they can say is hurtful to then use that to set the precedent to try to knock over all the dominoes and take everybody's free speech away. This is a court case about libel. He is spreading false rumors and, and conspiracy theories against children that were killed. And then because of this, the families of these children have been harassed. Can this go on? Can can he be allowed to do something like this? Alright, that's it. I thought something like this might happen, so I managed for us to get a camera inside the courtroom. That's right, we are part of the press, so we deserve a piece of this pie. So we have a camera on the inside so that we can watch the feed and see what's going on in the Alex Jones trial. We take you there now. Now, Mr. Jones, you understand you're under oath. Yes, of course, Your Honor. Okay, good. Now. Did you text your colleagues that Sandy Hook was fake? No, Your Honor. Did you text your colleagues that COVID was fake? Absolutely not. Did you text one of your colleagues that I am the devil? Oh my goodness, of course not. Did you text your colleague that I am a reptilian sent by the Illuminati? For heaven's sakes, this is insane. No! Okay, well, Mr. Jones, we have all your text messages. Twelve days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent us an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you sent for the past two years. And when they did so, they did not say it was protected. Oh my God, again? Yes, again. Here they all are. Oh wow, I missed that one. You actually called me a doo-doo head. Lovely. Damn it all! I'm gonna have to get new lawyers and get rid of these, these stooges! You sent the text messages, didn't you? <laughs> Shut up. Hey, leave him alone. He didn't know. What are you butting in for? Listen, Mr. Jones, we're sorry. We'll do better. Yeah, I'm a victim of circumstance. Shut up. Yep, yep, Alex Jones is a terrible, terrible person. And frankly, he deserves the counsel that he has. Well, Ollie, anything else to say before we wrap up? I love butt plugs. F*** you. That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. Smoking Hot Podcast.
Well, we've had the good news, we've had the funny news, and now on to the interesting news. I don't, that being said, I don't know if you'd really call this news because this happened over 60 years ago, uh, but I find it extremely interesting, and it's it's a video that is now making the rounds on YouTube, uh, uploaded courtesy uh, of Life in the 1800s. Go follow their page. They've got a lot of interesting stuff on there. Uh, but anyway, um, this is a video from a game show that was very popular back in the day called I've Got a Secret. It's popular during the 50s and 60s. This episode aired on April 26th, 1961, and it features two ladies from Knoxville. Their names are Delia and Bertie Harris. Their grandfather, not great-grandfather, not great-great-grandfather, no greats involved here. Their grandfather fought in the American Revolution. This is astounding. Like, it's absolutely amazing, this whole thing. Now, I don't want to give too much away here. I've already, I've already given away the huge thing right there. But, um, yeah, this, this, this is video of these two ladies born in the 1800s, 1880s to be exact. Uh, and, and they're on this game show to reveal that their grandfather was a soldier in the American Revolution. Uh, this episode of I Got a Secret, the, the way this show works, you have a host and, and the contestants talking about the secret, and they're trying to make the celebrity panelists guess what the secret is. Our, the, a show that I grew up with when I was a kid called Figure It Out, which was on Nickelodeon, that show was based off of I Got a Secret. It's the same kind of thing, only people don't get slimed on this show. But anyway, in, in the celebrity group was Carol Burnett. Uh, and she was in her late 20s, early 30s, I think, somewhere in there uh, when she was on this show. But it's it's so interesting. Someone pointed this out. It's so interesting to think that Carol Burnett, who's still with us to this day, was alive during a time when there were two people that were alive who had an immediate relative fighting in the American Revolution. Like, that, that is so amazing to sink in. Like, that's how close in history we are. And that's how young the United States is when you think about it. We, we only have, you know, almost 250 years worth of, of history in this respect. We're only 200, almost 250 years old. That's it. So, you know, that's how close we are, really, uh, to things that have happened in the past. But I just find this so interesting. And like I said, this video has been making the rounds. These two ladies were from Knoxville and their grandfather fought in the American Revolution. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play the entire clip for you of this segment of I've Got a Secret. Enjoy. I can't have you both in simultaneously, but that's the way it goes. Now, ladies, if you'll close in as close to me as you can, we'd like to find out what your names are and where you are from. We'll start with you, please. I am Miss Delia Harris from Knoxville, Tennessee. Miss Delia Harris of Knoxville, Tennessee. And your name, please? Bertie Harris from Knoxville, Tennessee. This is Miss Bertie Harris of Knoxville, Tennessee. Now, uh, this secret of theirs, I want to tell you, sounds on the surface of it almost impossible. I assure you it has been documented, and we'll explain it later on. So, Miss Bertie and Miss Delia Harris, if you'll whisper your secret to me, we'll show it at the same time to the folks at home. Here we go. Now, panel, to help uh, classify the Harris sisters' secret, the clue concerns a relative of theirs, and Henry, we'll start with you, I think, please. Uh, Miss uh, Delia Harris, is this relative of yours a famous uh, man? 
Uh, I think our opinion would be that he individually was not famous, no. Well, was he part of a famous family? No, that's not quite it. When we say famous, we mean somebody whose name we, we can say and you would immediately recognize. The answer there again is no. He related to nobody. <laughs> Were you related to somebody? Well, I, I mean, as part of a secret, it must be somebody we'd recognize one way or another. No? Not necessarily. Well, you said in the beginning it's almost unbelievable. <laughs> yes, it is. And it, it, it concerns a relative. Yes. Well, is it a woman? No. Well, it is a man. Yes. Well, does the man have a title like uh, he was the first to do something or... Um, no. no. All right, with $20 down, a little knowledge gained. Uh, and I don't blame you, it's tough. We go to Carol Burnett, please. He was the last to do something. <laughs> uh, was he your brother? No. Your father? No. Your husband? No. You're, you were both married to the same man. <laughs> My name is Miss. Oh, I... I passed. Too late. I've gotten to know these two ladies. You don't get much past them. $40 down, $40 to go. We go, please, to Bill Cullen. Father, brother, husband have been mentioned. Uncle, possibly? No. Blood relative? Yes. Cousin? No. Grandfather? Yes. You both have the same grandmother. <laughs> well, how about that? Both of these sisters have the same grandfather. What? Is that right? Right? No? <laughs> Remember, friends, you heard it here first. <laughs> It was, it was a rhetorical question. Uh, your grandfather did something, did he, in which we're interested? Yes. Now, this is where we get back to your original area. It is not the gentleman himself whose name remains famous. It was the event with which he was connected. Was it a civil war event? Civil war event. $60 down, $20 to go, would you say, uh, Bill? Civil war event. No. No. All right, no. we go to Betsy Fox, please. Well, Miss Birdie and Miss Delia, uh, is it something that has to do with, um, uh, with the state of Tennessee? No. Does it have something to do, do with Washington, D.C., as far as our government is concerned? No. <laughs> oh, you scared me then. Does it have something to do with the state of Washington? No. Washington himself. Washington himself? No. No. Indirectly? Ind really? Miss Delia says no. What do you say, Miss Birdie? Indirectly. 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 <laughs> All right, we've lost the $80. Henry thinks he knows what it is. This yes, is a very remote possibility, and I'm going to do this wrong because I got the years wrong. Was your grandfather the grandson of Washington? No. Panela, I... I told you that this secret sounded impossible, and you may need a pencil and paper to follow it, but I, I doubt it. The secret that Miss Birdie and Miss Delia Harris share is that their grandfather, now understand this, their grandfather was a soldier in the Revolutionary War. The Revolutionary War, of course, being from 1776 to 1781. Miss Delia, when was your grandfather Simon Harris born? He was born in 1766. Well, now, that would have made him 10 years old when, he, uh, when the Revolutionary War began. 
Uh, he didn't get in at the age of 10. How old was he when he got in? 12. He entered as a fifer. Uh-huh. He entered not as a soldier, but as a fifer, but subsequently he did see action, didn't he? Yes, he was at Valley Forge with Washington's army, and then he was at Cornwallis Surrender at Yorktown. In fact, his name is on the monument at Yorktown. Now, this is just unbelievable. Think, my grandfather, be able to say my grandfather was in the Revolutionary War. Now, here's where you might need a pencil and paper to follow this. Uh, how, find out how only two generations separate these ladies from the American Revolution. Simon Harris, their grandfather, was married in 1796, and he had ten children. His youngest child, and the father of these two ladies, was born in 1818. So, by the way, if it isn't amazing enough that their grandfather fought in the Revolutionary War, let me tell you also that their father was too old to fight in the Civil War. Now, their father was married twice. He had ten children by his first marriage, uh, and three children by his second marriage when he was in his 70s, and of those three children, these two ladies are of those three, and also another sister, Mary Lou, who is watching the show at home. Miss Delia, that's a pretty large and complicated family, isn't it? Rather. As a matter of fact, it's kind of interesting to know that Miss Bertie and Miss Delia have nieces and nephews who are older than they are. Isn't that true, Miss Bertie? Very true. Well, Miss Delia and Miss Bertie Harris, I, I want to thank you so much for sharing your secret with us tonight. Your money and your Bristol Myers gift package will be waiting for you backstage. It's been a rare privilege. Listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host Todd, just Todd. Todd is helpful, and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh well, pardon me, Mister Perfect. Now the Royals, they don't, they don't eat slob. No, no. but they probably have. <laughs> they, like... But they do eat British food. <laughs> oh, yeah, like beans on toast. Yeah, so weird. And it's not like it's not like you know how like fish and chips. He's like, wait, fish and chips? No, it's fish and fries. But like. There, no, this is beans on toast. It, like, yeah, literally, there is no miscommunication here. It is beans on a piece of toast. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not like, yeah. you know, like beans are like, you know, you have sausage to be in the or mood something. Yeah, exactly. You have to be in the mood for it. Right. I, I guess I've never woken up in the morning and been like, you know what, I feel like some beans bean, on toast. I want baked beans on toast. a piece of I toast. Wonder, I wonder if Harry misses the beans on toast because they probably don't have that in Canada. They got baked beans and bread. They got beans on toast. I'm sure he makes just, his beans and toast every morning. <laughs> yeah, like it's not hard. No. Beans on toast. I feel like the. Where do you get beans though? Like other because Cracker Barrel's only place and it's pinto beans. Where where do you get beans? Like I don't know. store? What do you I, mean? I feel you like the beans? manager would like, approach Harry and go like, "Sir, we're gonna have to ask you to leave." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm Prince Harry, but we we don't like you. <laughs> you come in asking Be- for beans, beans on toast. To- no, that's sir. gross. I feel like there is going to be a place that's in like Canada Grandma that you can get that, face. huh? I feel like you can get beans on toast in Canada. They beans, are, they beans, are like a commonwealth. Beans on toast, I think. Yes. Beans and toast, but beans, no, beans on, on toast. But beans and, on toast. That's a different story. They have like these weird chains. That are not like our chain they, have the queen, they have the queen on their money. They probably have some. They probably have some beans on toast laying around. Somewhere. I don't think they have a chain that specializes in beans on toast. Like no, like, where you can get it. I'm telling <laughs> you, like there's a. Um, yeah. yeah wh- what is the in and out of beans on toast? <laughs> yeah. On toast. Um, What's the McDonald's of beans on toast? Hold on, I'm trying to. Uh, wait, let me beans on toast and can I just should put toast my beans? Is that what it's called? Um. Okay. 
being uh, toast isn't Canadian. Okay. We already knew that. Okay, so yeah, like Montreal's La Byrony gives you beans on toast. What's it called? Montreal's what? Byron. La Binary. La, La Binary. Well, Montreal is, sure. is part of the French area. But yeah, their specialty is the Fafas Lard, which is baked beans. Did you have a stroke? Can you say, can you say the Fafas Lard? The Fafas Lard. That's what it looks like. I, I, don't, I don't speak this. Um, <laughs> I, don't sp- I don't speak this. And then Christina's. I don't know. It's not what it is. Cousinia? Can we get a translator Cochina, in Cochina. here, please? Maybe. Cochina, Cochina the, is pig in Spanish. Like, well, they serve pizza. <laughs> I thought Cochina was um, kitchen. No, or it's cooking. Pi- it's or piggy. If well, if you call somebody Cochina, well, it's what a piggy. is it in French? I don't know. I don't speak French. 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 And the French don't do beans on toast. No, they don't. They do frogs' legs in your face. Um, the 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 Sulico restaurant. <laughs> the peach. This is really. <laughs> so yes, you, you can't find the Beach Hill Smokehouse. Hank Daddy's Barbecue will give you beans on toast. Um, so yeah, like the White Apron restaurant, I can say that one. Um, so yeah, like <laughs> you found one, and you can say congratulations. I'm proud so, of you. Yeah, he can proud find- of you. He's got restaurants where you can get him some beans on toast for breakfast. I mean, I feel like we are one bougie brunch away from being beans on toast country. Really? (laughs) Are we going to bring beans on toast down to here? We're like, when avocados become too expensive, which they're on their way to be. They're getting there. um, We're going to... Ours is going to be grits on toast. No, no, it'll be beans. It, we're going because we, it's British, so we're like all oh, that sophisticated. Yeah, and not thinking that that's like well in really the south. Gross. In the south, though, we'll do grits on toast. No, no, they'll still do the, the south is the first place it's they'll do be beans baked beans. beans. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like they already do pinto beans and cornbread. Yeah, so, so why not baked beans on a piece of toast? Why not go for but it? But it's a brunch meal, and it's a brunch meal. Exactly. Yeah, because like. Grits on toast would just be like gritty. Like grits have a different texture. Like they don't really the, the toast won't sop up the grit. No. Like it sops up the baked bean sauce. The beans are just gonna fall right through the toast. By the way. But the grits aren't big enough to like. Or I'm thinking of regular bread. Never mind. To scoop up, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> bean. Like you can you can stab a bean with a fork. Right. It's. You can't uh, stab a grit. No, 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 you can't. No, it's it's more like a mashed potato. It's closer to mashed potatoes. Remember, NBC's than it is beans. the more you know. <laughs> That's basically what we're doing. Here. Yeah. 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 Can you really stab a bean? Nah, nah, yeah. Nah, nah. I don't. I don't remember <laughs> the jingle. Oh, I got it. Hang on. Hold that thought. Uh, nah, I don't know. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, here. you can stab a bean. <laughs> Yes, you can stab a bean and then a little <laughs> piano jingle. Hey, hey, of course, my computer's going slow. Say it again. Can you stab a bean? Yes, you can stab a bean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that's why the grits won't be it. It will be beans because of the are, stabability. Wait, are there. <laughs> <laughs> are there beans on toast in Canada? Yes, at the White Apron in the, in the Potomatopoeia. <laughs> Uh, 
was Donald Trump knighted on his visit to, on his visit to the UK? No. <laughs> Do you think he ate beans on toast while he was there? Probably not. No, that was. I don't know. It's like it's junk food adjacent. He was like, "Take me to KFC, McDonald's ASAP." <laughs> no way he was eating beans on toast. I think maybe he did. No, I don't know. I refuse to believe that. He just going to be the bougie brunch. <laughs> Trump baked beans on toast. <laughs> and like he's like, I'm knighted. <laughs> <laughs> He walked around and <laughs> That's what happened. Now we have solved that mystery. So yeah, uh, two, member, two members of that 70s show were Scientologists. Oh. Done. That sucks so much. Yeah, we're going to confuse people now because they're like, what's real, what's not? <laughs> now we're just saying things that are true. Well, there's truth and non-truth. Bart Simpson is a Scientologist. Was it Bart? I thought it was the voice of Bart. Voice of Bart. Oh, it was Nan- Bart. Nan- Nancy Cartwright. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. You said whatever the mom's name was. Oh, Marge. Marge, Marge Simpson. Yeah. Lisa Kavner. Now she's not. She's not Scientologist. I hope not. I would just. I would bring my heart even worse. I feel like they pull each other in. <laughs> yeah, like they kind of <laughs> It like, is. Hey, I'm, I'm going to a Scientology meeting. You want to come? Yeah. Like, Scientology is like an octopus. It's got all these tentacles out there. Yeah, it just pulls them in. Pulls them right in. Oh, but God. it's knocked us from the fourth dimension. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Well, we've talked about the good news. We've talked about the silly news. We've talked about the interesting news. And now, finally, it is time to talk about the bad news. Uh, the bad news that is coming out of Knoxville these days. Um... What I'm about to talk about, I'm sure, really, it, it's not just in Knoxville. It's everywhere, especially in the South. Uh, but it's our little group that is making national news and uh, making people uncomfortable and things like that. Uh, I'm talking about a, a radical little group called Patriot Church. I am not affiliated with this group in any way, and I do not support anything, not even one iota of what they believe in. Uh, they are not a great group of people. This is just a group that flat out says there shouldn't be a separation between church and state, that politics plays a huge role in religion and religion plays a huge role in politics. Of course, only with Republicans. If you're a conservative, they walk hand in hand and they speak for God and God speaks through them in their beliefs. And so everything, every political statement that they make is literally, literally a statement that the Lord would make. And that's, that's their beliefs. And they've said some extremely toxic things uh, about obviously Joe Biden and uh, obviously about liberals in general. And it's, it's kind of scary to listen to. And it makes it even more scarier to think that this is just a group of people that are down the road from me, you know, because I don't I don't agree with their politics. I think they're wrong and I think they're wrong for what they're doing. Um, but, you know, every obviously the First Amendment, everyone has the right to say uh, what they what they believe. And uh, this is what they believe. And it's but it's unsettling to say the least. Um, 
I see, you know, they're in Knoxville. They're really more Knoxville adjacent. I think they are in Lenore City, which is about 20, 25 minutes outside of Knoxville. But they, you know, they are obviously the nearest biggest, the nearest big city that they are associated with is with us. And so that's where it comes from. But yes, they, they've been on different news outlets. They've been on YouTube. YouTubers have talked about them. But where I've seen them the most is on TikTok. Now, say what you want about TikTok. You roll your eyes or whatnot, or you say, yeah, I agree. Regardless, TikTok is a huge part of our culture. It's where we get information from. Now, to say it's a credible news source, I think that would be going a little far. But I do find out a lot of things, and there are a lot of things on there that are true. Uh, And one of the things is posts, literal posts uh, from videos done by Patriot Church. One of the people I follow on TikTok is ADHD E Construction. Go follow him. He's really he's really interesting and he posts and talks about a lot of interesting things. He is a Christian, um, but he has deconstructed himself from what he used to be. He used to be a part of this cultish, you know, extreme extremist Christian nationalism type situation. He deconstructed himself from that at, you know, seeing the error of his ways and now he kind of informs people and exposes people who do these terrible things to brainwash people and uh, it's he's like he's really interesting but uh he posts a lot about patriot church uh, almost all of his videos are about patriot church and some of the horrible things that they say and do um i'm going to share some audio with you uh with from from some of their services uh, but like I said, they, they flat out admit that they believe that there shouldn't be a separation between church and state. Conservative politics walk hand in hand with religion. As a matter of fact, here they are admitting it. We don't separate our religion from politics. I believe that's one of the things that has destroyed our country is the enemy has sold us the lie of separation of church and state. But the separation of church and state is an ungodly principle. Now, we don't want a state-dictated religion, right? They, they didn't want a state-forced religion. We want freedom of religion. So we're not talking about a government-forced religion. That's what they fled, all right? But they also did not believe in for a second that religion shouldn't be part of our government. In fact, the Bible tells us to be salt and light. It doesn't say everywhere except for politics. Or government so that's a lie that's been sold and to me that's just a frightening statement it really is uh that's insane uh, again what do you say to these people you, you can't tell them that they're in the wrong because you're, you're never going to convince them that they're in the wrong uh but it's it's insanity to think that it's okay to do this it's insanity to think that you you can combine political statements with the word of god now i'm Personally, I'm not super religious. Uh, I was raised Presbyterian, though, so I, I have a firm understanding of the Bible. I have an understanding of, of God and, and his intentions, and I think I understand Jesus pretty well, and I, I don't—a lot of the things they say about Jesus, I don't believe he would he would be doing if he was alive or he did when he was alive. Like, for instance, false information about the pandemic. There was a picture up here of an empty tomb. I don't know if you can put that back up, Jeremiah. I was uh, the, the background during the worship service. There's the empty tomb. That is evidence that Jesus is against lockdowns. He is anti-lockdown right there. <laughs> that, this, is, this is why Christians don't stay home when they lock us down. We're like, no, no, no. Jesus got out of his tomb. I'm getting out of mine. Hallelujah. What? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. What? How do you where does that come from? I, again, it's just see it's just nonsense. It's total nonsense. 
And like I said, it's all political rhetoric. Obviously, they hate Biden, so they'll they'll make a point of that. They even go so far as to as to use the. Well, they don't say it outright, but uh, we all know what Let's Go Brandon means. And they go on to talk about Let's Go Brandon in their church. If we're going to say we're one nation under God, then that means Jesus is our king. And anything that doesn't line up with a king needs to get thrown out, including Joe Biden. Including Biden. I can't believe he just said, this is Patriot Church. Come on. Let's go Brandon. So anyway, be, be, be in prayer because we got we got a church in Colville, one in Orlando on the line, and more in the Hoppers. Are you gonna come up here? And, okay. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Uh, when he was saying thank you, Jim, uh, what Jim did was he brought him a "Let's Go Brandon" hat to wear. That's disgusting. I mean, I get it's Patriot Church, and I get that's what it is. It's it's political church, but that's disgusting. And you know, it's just it's it's just further proof of just how awful that is because not only are you doing let's go brandon in church but you're also expressing your hatred for the current president of the united states now listen now listen there, there are more liberal churches out there again i'm not super religious but i'm pretty sure that they didn't go on an anti-trump thing you know what i'm saying because obviously uh, a more liberal church is going to preach uh, something that you're not going to like which is togetherness and love thy neighbor uh but you know, I'm sure they didn't say, you know, who doesn't love thy neighbor and treats us good is Trump. And we need to get Trump out because that's Jesus is king or whatever he said. You know, I'm sure they didn't do that. So why is it the other way around? Why is why do they do this? It's just it's bizarre. And and speaking of the love thy neighbor thing, I think that's the grossest thing is they don't even is that these people literally believe in let's hate each other. Let's hate the people that we don't like. And just just listen to this. I am so sick of the phraseology today. We got to love our neighbor. I want to vomit. Because that is apostasy within the church today. So you're a church that's supposed that's supposed to reach out to everybody. But you're saying the quiet part out loud and just saying, we don't believe that Jesus meant to love thy neighbor. We don't believe in all that crap. We're Christian nationalists. And do you think that they're worried about uh, about not having Jesus on earth until he comes back? No, no. Remember, they currently have a Jesus. They are projected to reach every people group with the word of God, with the gospel, with the New Testament by 2032. 2032, every nation and tongue will have heard the gospel. You know what that means? You know what that means? That means look up, everybody, look up, because we don't we won't need Trump no more. We'll have Jesus. Just just flat out saying it. Trump is king here. Jesus is king up there. I think Jesus would say no. <laughs> I think I think he'd have something to say about that. It's just you know, and it goes on and on from there. I mean, you, you can imagine what they're saying. I mean, you you get a pretty good idea of it here. Uh, but yeah, they're they're giving religion a bad name. They really are. It's it's just, and it's unfortunate, really, because 
religion is not a bad thing. Being religious is not a bad thing. Believing in God, believing in Jesus, this, these are not bad things. It doesn't matter if like people like me are not very religious and don't really go for that. It's, it's you know, I have no, I'm not mad at anybody who wants to go to church on Sundays and, and praise, uh, you know, God. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is when you start saying that you know exactly what God believed in. You know exactly what Jesus believed in. You know exactly why he was here, why all this, why all that. And yet the Bible tells us a different story. This man gave when people needed, and yet you think he kept all to himself and judged others to the point where he drove a line through his own people and said, I like these people, I don't like these people. And that's just not true. We've known that that's not true for thousands of years, but you've changed the rhetoric to say he likes people like Donald Trump. It's it's just, it boggles my mind, and it's, it's really sad. And, uh, you know, again, freedom of speech, say what you want. But, I mean, you know, this idea that there should be no separation between church and state is insane. We've seen this way too much now, and it's starting to destroy the country. But, you know, what do I know? I'm just a dumb millennial. But anyway, I wanted to share that with you. Go follow ADHD Construction on uh, TikTok. His stuff is really cool, really interesting, and uh, he's a fun guy too. So go follow him on TikTok. And there you have it. That's the bad news that Knoxville is creating. Hi, I'm Kelsey Ann Brady from Mystery Science Theater 3000, and you're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Okay, I'll try this place. Hello? Hold on, bitch. Excuse me? What did you- I give up. You're listening to the Smokey Light Podcast. And there you have it, the good- the funny, the interesting, and the bad of Knoxville, which rounds up the the the, the more interesting sounding title, the good, and the bad, the ugly of Knoxville. Uh, th- that that call that call that was placed to the sheriff's department is one of the funniest damn things, and I'm so glad it went viral. I think it's just it's too priceless. And like I said, it paints a great picture, doesn't it? Uh, as for Patriot Church, there's not a whole lot more to say. I just hope that, uh, you know, smarter minds prevail here and, and don't listen to the people like him. And uh, it's for the best. They can do whatever they want. Again, freedom of speech. But I just, I, I please don't listen to those people. They, they're not great. But anyway, uh, on that note, that's what's been going on in Oxford. And hey, go Vols. You know, I hope for the best for them. I hope they continue dishing it out this season because they deserve it. After all these years, they really, really need something great. So more power to them. And that's going to do it for us this week. Make sure you join us again next week for another all new episode. Until then, though, you can follow me on all social media. That's Smoking Hot Toddy on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Toddy Kamahat on Instagram. Make sure you follow the Mothership. Is that the right thing to say? The Mothership? It's the parent company, whatever, of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Superfuzz Productions on Twitter at Superfuzz Videos. You can also follow the Hot Toddy Mixcloud page and the Smoking Hot Toddcast pages of SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and QuadPod, and wherever better 
podcasts can be found to listen to every single episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. And speaking of Super Fuzz, make sure you subscribe to the Super Fuzz Productions page on YouTube. That way you can keep up with every episode of our sister shows. Get real, let me tell you, played out and so on. You can also follow some of my band of merry weirdos on social media. We'll begin with Twitter, Miss Pingrino at Pingrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawk, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at The Miranda Joe. On Instagram, Miss Pingrino at Janelle Marino, Sheila at Sheila Hawkins, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at Miranda Panda Joe and on TikTok Miss Pingrino at BabyJ0831 Doc Summit at Kev Summit and Miranda at Miranda Panda Joe and once again make sure you follow ADHDE Construction on TikTok and Life in the 1800s on YouTube subscribe to their page they got a lot of cool stuff on there we're going to wrap up this episode with uh, the song that you just got done here you, you heard a little snippet of it in the last sketch and I love that song so much it's so ridiculous that's why i included it in that sketch and if you've never heard it before you need to hear it right now so we are going to close out this episode with the song by rockin sydney my toot toot so until next week this is rockin sydney saying
can have the other woman But don't mess with my tutu When she was born in a bird suit The doctor slapped her behind Said you're gonna be special You sweet little tutu Now you can look as much But if you much as touch You're gonna have yourself a case I'm gonna break your face Don't you mess with my tutu Don't mess with my tutu Now you can have the other woman But don't mess with my tutu Paper, love 